0: including Japanese, a podcast where three space pirates in their 30s talk about anime. First off, his flashbacks have commercials. It's Andy. Uh,
1: I'm ready for another break. <laughs> and,
0: and now the news, don't touch that dial. <laughs> and it turns out he's a whole lot bigger than Excel thought. It's Josh.
2: Take that as you will. I um... Well,
0: maybe she had no
1: expectations.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah I be. mean... Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, you know, I'm not gonna try to delude myself into being that massive. I mean, I'm a short guy. I mean, Excel, Excel probably it probably stands about 5'4", five, 5'2", five, maybe.
0: She can shrink down to 144 scale. We yeah, found that has canon from
1: last week. It is. Yeah,
0: value yeah, retaining things. That's amazing. <laughs> and I'm extra surly, cause this episode fucking sucks. I'm Bill. Uh, okay, yeah. let, let,
2: let's clarify the, Episode we're, we're reviewing, Bill thinks sucks, not this actual episode that we're re- recording. Right! Because we are tuning Japanese
1: amazing little podcast and we talk about anime and we're going all balls out today with sci-fi.
2: <laughs> no, no, no,
1: mm, Josh, no? Mm, not really Star Wars sci-fi. If you're not a fan of Li-ji Matsumoto, you're not gonna really, I don't know, it's not that kind of sci-fi.
0: Yes it is. is, is. Extra surly. Do you really want to (laughs) hum Star Wars at me?
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm
0: willing to take the risk. Oh, God.
1: So, before we get some slaps here, uh, let's let's get into some nerd news, shall <laughs> I, we? I was
0: going to say, we can always judge the uh, finishing move Josh is going to take by the shirt I'm wearing. That's, that is that is. true. Oh, very, dear God. That is very true.
1: At least <laughs> at least he'll get a kiss before he hits the, the mat. For how freaky that shirt is, that little baby goat just looks really adorable. It's a sheep. Sheep. Well, whatever. Sheep. No, sheep. I don't care. It's, no, it's still no, adorable. No,
2: that, that, that's what you do. You teach sheep all the time. Oh,
1: I didn't call you that. Folks, that was Josh. So,
0: <laughs>
1: let's talk nerd news. Nerd news.
2: All right. Well, a while back when we were at Anime Iowa, I did find a Blu-ray copy of one of our favorite anime's movies, the original Vampire Hunter 100- d Yeah. Yes. It looks like the license was picked up after uh, Urban Vision uh, folded. They were the last to have the license for Vampire Hunter d That has been picked up by Sentai Filmworks. And they took and they remastered the anime classic. Picture quality is fantastic. You can really see what's going on. It's one of the complaints about the original Vampire Hunter D, especially the Urban Vision DVD. You didn't see much. And a new dub. Nice. They completely redubbed it. And I got to say, there's some good, there's some bad. Okay. Like, one of the big things was, um, if you remember from the original Vampire Hunter, the vampire character, Magnus Lee and his daughter, um, uh, actually pronounced Lamica in the, uh, Japanese and in the new dub. Uh-huh. They, they, they had the, uh, Transylvanian trashy, Euro trashy accents. You remember that, right? Your- ah,
0: mm-hmm. ah, ah, ah.
2: <laughs> one, one bite on your neck. ah. Uh,
0: three, Ooh. three dudes watching out of me. Ah, ah, ah.
1: Five, <laughs> five fingers up my butt. Ah, 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 ah. ah, ah. <laughs> God damn it. That's another fisting that, joke.
2: Yes. They got rid of that. The new voice actors didn't have lousy accents. Aw. However, they did have bad western accents. Because there's a huge Western. Y'all. Like seriously, talking talking like this. What do you mean, pa?
0: Like when we had Sam Elliott on episode nine. Yeah, yeah, exactly,
2: <laughs> something like that. Because Vampire Hunter D is very Western Western motif-y. uh They decided to have some of the people and the little brothers talk with a west with a Western action. What are you talking about, sister? We're gonna go ahead and take out that vampire. Stuff.
0: <laughs> I am literally embarrassed for you right now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bill, you think, you think what I'm doing is bad? It's, yes. It's, it's on that level. <laughs> I am not lying. That accent is, <laughs> that's on the same level as the professionally done dub by Sentai Filmworks.
1: Uh, we here at Tuning Japanese do not think that Sentai Filmworks is a bad company and no. all comments are, uh, Josh's own opinion. I didn't even really work, company. Oh. yeah. So, would you say worth picking up? Was it a, was it a good purchase? I think
2: it's worth picking up, and I actually would like us to down the road do kind of a side by side comparison of the original dub from 1992 and this new 2015 dub by uh, Sentai uh, Filmworks, and kind of somebody
0: got to bring over on their TV.
1: I actually showed this to Bill and Josh before we got started. There oh, actually exists out there. And I only bring it up because I think we're going to do an episode on it at some point. There is a Sailor Moon movie, and I know there's been lots of Sailor Moon movies, but there's a Sailor Moon movie, it was a fan movie, and it is god-awful. If you get on YouTube and you just search for Sailor Moon movie, it's like two and a half hours long, and... It features some amazing acting, uh, <laughs> and it features... Um, Best dialogue ever. Yep, the Sailor Scouts as, like, 30-year-olds, but meant to be teenagers. This is, yeah. like, worse than Buffy, folks. This is worse than Buffy. Yeah, uh, Amy looks like Tina Fey. She does. And uh, I'm just going to leave it there, because I, if you want us to review a really bad fan movie based on a Japanese anime that we all know and love, just let us know.
0: So wait a minute, let me, no, let me... No, it totally looked, in the very beginning, like when Sailor V stopped Tuxedo Mask, that she was going to suck his cock. It did. <laughs> I mean, it totally looked like a porno setup. It did look like a bad really porno did. throughout I, the
2: entire um, thing. Um, so so my question is, you know, we have actors that look like they're in their late 20s, early 30s, playing teenagers, so does that mean they cast Ian Ziering again?
0: I don't get your reference.
2: 90210, he was in his 40s when they cast him as a high school senior.
0: Ah, The nerdy chick on that was even older.
2: Yeah, she was too. She was in her 40s too, wasn't she? Yeah, she was
0: old. She's probably dead now. Oh.
2: Well, Ian Ziering shows up on the Muppets.
0: Billy, got any news? Well, SummerSlam was last Sunday.
2: Yes. And we saw
0: Finn Balor become the first Universal Champion.
2: That was fantastic. That was an epic match.
0: And we saw him hand over the belt to Mick Foley on Monday night. (laughs) Ha ha. Because he damaged. What? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know why I said that.
2: No, I, I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. Wow. Oh. Ha! Bill, may I? Sure. <laughs> you really deserve that. Be, be glad it's not a... Be glad I'm not doing a coup de grace. Ow. Be glad I'm not doing a coup de grace. Ow. Be glad I'm not doing a coup...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where would you even find a ring post at this time of night? I was
2: going to climb up that shelf. Oh my god, he's
1: got ring ropes in here. Why didn't you decorate this with ring ropes? Dude, SummerSlam was somewhere. I guess that's true. Uh, so yeah, t- so yeah, t- uh, Finn Balor. Right. He uh, lost the belt.
0: Because yep, he broke he his handed, arm. A, well, he ripped uh, a ligament or Oof. his shoulder. Well,
2: what was the whole story though? You you, you explained it. Apparently uh, he
0: dislocated
1: during the match. And he did. They slow-moed it and he, it was that turnbuckle powerbomb on the outside. They gotta stop doing that thing. Yeah. Probably true. But you see him and, and his shoulder hit... Pr- didn't look like it hit too bad, but it did. And you see him actually grab his arm and rip it back into into place. Yeah, I heard he... And then he continued the match.
0: Ouch. Tough as nails,
2: absolutely. Yeah, I give it to him. I give uh, him
1: that. I guess I give him that.
2: That guy was all over Japan. When you're in Japan, you don't fuck around. That, that is true. You, know, you, you, will, you will continue wrestling a match if your arm is hanging by, by just a few ligaments and is dangling there. You're going to finish that match.
1: Yeah, that's very true. So, uh, so yeah, that was a bit of interesting, uh, interesting things in the world of wrestling. The fact that he won it just to lose it. Yep.
2: But it does make you think, though. He wrestled a match that uh, with a guy that we all saw live get his jaw broken first five minutes into a match and continue a fifteen minute match. That is true, with, absolutely. With with a jaw that was busted up in three places.
0: That is true. Well, it goes to show you that. These uh, performers are not faking anything, and they're tough as hell. Yeah, suck that, McGregor. Uh, so, <laughs> anywho,
2: anything else? No, I, mean, I think we're good.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think Nuka World came out today. It comes out the thirtieth, right? Oh, was it the thirtieth? I thought it was this weekend. It was coming I out. Really? I thought it was the thirtieth
1: that comes out. I'm pretty sure it's the thirtieth. It'd be out by
0: the time this episode comes out.
1: There you go. Yeah. There so. you go. So yeah, go check out Nuka World. I assume it's fantastic.
2: Or right. check out um if you're a big fan of classic style uh, JRPGs. Check out I Am Setsuna, um, and if you want to see what that game's like, go to my Twitch channel at twitch.tv chainer Uh Most recent uh, showing was me trying it out for the first time, and I really enjoyed it.
1: So, I think that's about nerd news, right? What? Shall we head into our review of episode 22? Do we have to? Yes, we do! Invasion Mother.
2: <laughs> Josh, it's your week. Talking we
1: like that. Make the pain go away.
2: Oh, what? This is... This is the sweetest episode ever. Anyway, we open with... Yeah, that'll help with the pain.
0: Oh, okay. All right, all right, fine. What? Ooh, that is really pungent. <laughs> I'm using rye instead of bourbon. Like, you just go out into the field and pick rye? Like... Yes, I just went in the field and picked rye. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know what you mean by that. Rye is a type of whiskey. Oh, okay. It's literally just made with... So the,
1: barley and rye is a reference to... The whiskey. With the whiskey? Okay. Barley is beer. Oh.
0: Rye is, is a type of whiskey. I'm, my brain understands that now. Bourbon has to be made out of fifty, at least 51%... I'm corn. just going to
2: take you and do the review without them. Hey, this okay. is
0: important. Okay. Hey. The, they need to learn something. Uh, 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 what? You put the microphone Get back. Here. Give me, give me <laughs> uh, uh, Bourbon... Iced has to be made with uh-huh. uh, at least 51% corn, uh-huh. and it has to be made in America. Uh huh. Wait, ha- why? Because it, it has to be. Why? It's just part of the requirement to call it bourbon. Why do Americans get to get the Bogart bourbon? The Scots can Bogart Scotch. You can't call it Scotch if it's not made in Scotland. I don't think that's true, is it? No, it is. Absolutely it is. There's no American-made Scotch. So we there open! Are, there are Scotch-style whiskeys, uh-huh. but they cannot be labeled as Scotch. Gotcha. There is actually a very famous and very uh, big market of Japanese-made Scotch-style whiskeys. And they're sold in the Scotch Island. Apparently, they're very good, according to the Scotch connoisseurs. Mm-hmm. But they cannot truly be called Scotch. Oh. Because they're not made in Scotland.
1: All right. Boozy corner with
0: Bill. And you take a guess about one of the requirements from Canadian whiskey? Eh? has to be made in Canada. <laughs> it be called Canadian. Pahaki pucks? <laughs> Beavers? Wayne Gretzky. It ha- it- <laughs> <laughs> bourbon has to be 51% corn, has to be made in America, has to be aged at least three years, I think, in new charred oak barrels. And it, if any of that's not true, it can't be called bourbon. And that just r- seems snobbish to And me. rye has to be made out of fi- at least 51% rye. Josh.
2: We open with Koshi Ricto, dressed as Excel, giving an Excel-style monologue, explaining why he slash she is dressed up like the original artist. This ends when we get to the point where Excel Richto begins begging El Palazzo to take him or her. Which is really creepy. Not because of this homosexual stuff, it's Koshi Richto begging El Palazzo to take him.
0: I'd watch that. And the pop-up videos tell us, take me (laughs) refers to have sex with me. Right. No shit, who doesn't know that?
1: (laughs) Well, it could be take me to the store, take me
0: to your leader. Not in that context. Well, Mm -hmm. Well, not
2: take me, I love you! Well, Ricto decides to uh, erase out that whole uh, bit and start over, this time with himself being Lord Koshi Palazzo, giving his permission to finally allow Cross to take over the city. Finally. Theme song! Ah! Back at the Across throne room where Il Palazzo gives an order to initiate the final plan to finally take over the city. Il Palazzo is quick to point out that it has nothing to do with the instructions given to him by Key. I think he'd still be jealous. Yeah, yeah, a little
1: bit. He maybe he wants to be the keyhole. Oh
2: my! I thought he was more jealous over the fact that uh, Excel was swooning over Key.
1: No, there's that too. Right.
2: But why would he care? He doesn't show any sort of like affection toward Key or toward Excel whatsoever. I don't know. Somebody man. else is getting
0: attention. Exactly. Also, Key's kind of a douchebag. Yeah. Key was kind of a douchebag. He
2: really was. I mean, come on, assless chaps.
0: They need to bring back those birds. Fucking birds.
2: They're amazing. <laughs> Unfortunately, El Palazzo also kicks Excel out of the emission. when asked why we get a montage, being viewed by Poochus of all of Excel's failures since the first episode. The original scenes were actually redubbed using Larissa Walcott's performance, as opposed to using Jessica Calvello's. That yeah. breaks my heart a little.
1: Well, okay, so that was a strange thing. I do want to talk about that a little bit. They really did, I mean, they had that opportunity and that choice to make, and... While, yes, it breaks my heart a little bit, it does, I guess, kind of make sense, because they don't want to have two different voices in the same episode.
0: Well, yeah. That
1: would probably come across as a little weird, I would think.
0: Especially if you've already gotten used to the new voice. Right. And then to throw Jessica Cavell back in. Yeah. It'd just, just, it just jar you back. It would, would really jar you back. And so that's, so it's, that's,
2: that's the term I was going for, jarring as well. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'd, yeah, so I'd, I'd be back
0: to going, who the hell is this talking now?
2: While Excel is bemoaning the fact that she has been kicked out, we get an epic narration explaining that we are almost to the end, and we cut to that massive space anomaly from episode two, where we see a Poochu Overlord with blonde hair, and he appears to be a character from, I don't know, Mobile Suit Gundam or the... maybe Lage and Matsumoto work.
1: Okay, yes, that the la- the latter, oh, my friend. Um, okay. yes, so. Anyone who has seen the anime Star Blazers or also known as Space Battleship Yamato would know that this is Deslar, the the evil, evil man, and he's plotting more evil.
2: I never watched Space Battleship Yamato, and I'm sorry, I thought it was a Mobile Suit Gundam character, and if it's not a a Amuro Ray or Char, I don't give a fuck. But he is voiced by Andy McCavin. There you go. Well, anyways, the Aryan Poochu comments on how advanced the human technology has gotten, and comments on how their advanced party was wiped out along with their underground forces. Well, uh, we see instances of this again as we go back to various clips of past episodes. So, once again,
1: we this, this frustrates me. And that's one of the things I think that frustrates me the most about this episode, is that now like four or five minutes has been spent doing recaps of old episodes. Mm. And that's wasting time where we could develop something, and we don't even get much of something in this episode. Right. If you're not a fan of Matsumoto, you're gonna be completely lost throughout this
0: entire thing. Oh, I'm well, sorry, you're talking to me? Yeah, I was talking to you. Yes, oh, yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I was drinking. I'm sorry. Uh, oh no. no, it's all right, man. What? It's
2: all right. As the Third Reich Poochu begins to laugh maniacally, we cut to well, a Poochuized version of the Arcadia.
1: <laughs> okay, I can get pretty excited about this.
2: <laughs> Which is Captain by Captain. Harpoochu! Uh, Did you say
0: hardpoochu? No, harpoochu. <laughs> like har- it, har- har- harpoonchu? It, it, you need a- to eat more fiber if you're having those kind of harpoons. <laughs> no,
2: no, no, no. Guys, 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 it's a poochuized version of Harlock.
0: Harlock is pretty fantastic. Uh, Harlock. Makes you want to watch Galaxy Express 3 oh, I know Harlock is a person in an anime. You're
2: good, man. Good job, man. And, you know, other- That's it. <laughs> oh. But also with other members of his crew, but I mean, come on, it's Harlock. I mean, I only care about the greatest space pirate in all of anime. Also, Puchulak is uh, voiced by John Gramellion. So we also flash to another ship. Oh, look, Andy. Well, yes. It's a Puchulak's version of the Queen Emeraldus. Yes, Emeraldus does does show up. Which is also piloted, captained by a Puchulak's version of Emeraldus Super (laughs) Swoon.
1: Do you ever notice how egotistical that is? To call her I mean, ship, like, the queen me, essentially? That seems pretty, that's a heel thing to do I right mean, there. It, no, absolutely
0: it is. Okay.
2: You know what? I, 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 she's voiced by Heather Bryson. Was she not a heel? Uh, no, she was a good guy. Just a bitch.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, no, cause that's, I, I, I love, love
2: her. her heel work. I'm I love you. So fucking much! Mm, come on. I just want to be in a sandwich between those two. Okay,
1: we are moving on. So uh we get with Poochus,
2: Herlock <laughs> uh, 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 and Emeraldus. We get, we get, we get. Um, I'll take the Poochu versions, man. Hey, so we get all kinds of views of different countries, yes, right? Yes, we cut to the U.S. We can buy that. We, we, oh, we, God. Cut, we, we cut a shot. To, we cut. I
0: really yeah. do. I bet you can buy that online.
2: Yeah, probably. <laughs> we cut to a shot of the U.S. and their pentangle. Seeing this pentangle, it was a pentangle. It was a star. That's a pentangle. Oh, my God.
0: A pentacle? (laughs) Pentacles? What? Uh, (laughs) A a
2: pentacle? Yes, yes, it was a pentacle. What did you say? Pentangle. Pentacle. Pentangle. Pentacles. Pen. Pen.
0: Pen? Pen. I can't even fucking do it now.
1: Uh, (laughs) I think that we pronounce it (laughs) mungo. Go ahead. (laughs) There we (laughs) go. I can't
2: not... Ugh. So they they do see the um space thingy of doom and uh, they're commenting that they are doomed go USA then we see Japan seeing the space thingy and we cut to another foreign country you can tell it's a foreign country because of the leaning tower of Pisa in Italy then we cut to China where we see why are all these countries in quotes by the way <laughs> They're only quotes when they pop up on the thing. It's like know.
1: China, America,
0: so they don't, get, well, so they well, don't get sued. Okay, well, you, fair notice, you
2: notice that reference to the people of China is a couple of panda bears eating bamboo and not giving fu- any fucks. Mm-hmm. Is that what the Chinese that, do? That, man. That, there's that that Japanese love of Half uh, pandas.
0: China. Half pandas Pandas <laughs> exist in China. They're not wrong.
2: <laughs> and now we and then we finally flash to Kabapu, who gasps out his blocking and is surprised at this news. Back to Excel, she's still freaking out over the fact that she was booted out of the mission when we see that she's eating ramen, and she snaps out of it and attempts to resurrect Hyatt from her first death of the day.
1: Well, it's her only death, really. Mm -hmm. She stays dead for the entire episode. It's Mm kind of weird how she... This is, like, the only episode we've seen so far where Hyatt is, like, she dies, and then she stays dead. Like, she doesn't wake up. So, like, for a little bit here, I was wondering, is this really the end of Hyatt? Are we going to be
2: not seeing her
0: anymore? Nah...
2: Excel then boots out a random dancing poochu from her apartment. Now, was this
0: was this poochu doing the war dance?
2: I think it was because in the second a-
0: episode they did a war dance. They
2: were doing a war dance. She kicked it out because well she couldn't understand it, and I think it's also because she's pretty frustrated right now.
1: You know, Excel in this in that scene when she's eating the ramen mm-hmm. says, "But Excel doesn't have time for trippy flashbacks." Lie, fucking lie. We had six minutes of flashbacks in this episode okay, so far.
2: Okay, calm down. Calm- uh, I, I, breathe, she could have said any breathe. more
1: flashbacks. It's true, but she didn't. She didn't. Maybe she didn't in Japan. She's okay. a dirty fucking
2: liar. Andy andy yes. I know I know one way to to make you happy. <laughs> Give me your hat. You don't wear, your hat. To wear my hat. I'm going to wear your hat. God damn it. No, I'm Josh. <laughs> wow, I'm going to emote everything like crazy. <laughs> what? What? Do you really want to be Josh?
0: No, not, uh, it's so. like a condom for my head. <laughs>
2: Okay, so Excel does notice that Hyatt is missing, and we see that she's being picked up by the Poochus. and Excel attempts to leap to the tractor beam to get her back. And she comes up a wee bit short of the tractor beam, but through some tenacious air swimming and the breaking of the laws of physics, she makes it into the tractor beam and gets pulled up into the ship as well.
1: Yes, so uh it's, it's one of those type of things from sci-fi where they get... Send upward.
2: So, we cut to another Puchu character watching as the ship ascends and another Matsumoto character?
1: Yes, actually, that's, uh, Okita from Space Battleship Yamato
2: again. Hey, you know what? If it isn't any of the previously mentioned characters, Harlock, Emeraldus, Amuro Ray, or Char, they don't matter.
1: But you know what character- None of these matter. You know what character does matter? No. In just a little bit, Shioji
0: comes back.
2: Oh, Jesus. But before that, we do cut to Kabupu, who says one of my favorite lines of the episode. My friends, I have received word about an artificial comet that is presumed to be not of this Earth hurtling towards our planet. Presumed not of this Earth. Of course, if it's a celestial body, I'm pretty sure it's not of this Earth. Yeah, I'd really hope so. (laughs) Well, Kabupu does inform the Department of City Security of the situation and of the fact that the city is in danger of Armageddon Boom. I'm
1: gonna a boom!
2: Kabu gives no fucks about anything else but the city. This man takes his job anal-retentively serious.
1: That's how he's run such a
2: tight ship so far. Yeah. He insists that the six members is enough to protect Shit. the city with his and Shioji's help. A oh, god. A oh, god. The glorious streak of zero Shioji appearances... Has been broken. Well, to
1: be fair, it's a very short appearance.
2: Yeah, well. And you
1: know what? They don't need to have Shioji. They, I think they, they're really, he really does nothing in the scene. The only reason they have him is like, hey guys, don't forget, we have a
2: pedophile! He enters, we have a studio audience of children chanting his name, and he refers to to us to either call him Uncle Sugar. Ew. Or Your Prince. Pass. Oh, God. So, Excel is questioning Puchu Locke about the entire situation, and like Cabapoo, she's pissed that Puchu SS is planning on taking over the world, and it's in direct opposition with Il Palazzo's plan of taking over the city. And once again, Excel imagines Il Palazzo, and uh, her imagination of Il Palazzo is pretty much hand-wavy, I don't care, don't strain yourself. Yeah, pretty dismissive. I'm, I'm beginning to wonder is is Excel suffering from some sort of I don't know uh, Patty Hearst syndrome or Helsinki syndrome?
0: Uh, Helsinki syndrome?
2: Yeah, you know from that uh, hostage situation, uh, you know, back when we were little kids. Wait, 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 wait!
0: Like Elliot Gonzalez?
2: No,
1: when that he was in the in the uh, in the closet? No, no,
2: no, no! no. When we were that that was like the was FBI?
1: Way
0: up? before we were little kids. Yeah, and but you're thinking of Stockholm syndrome. That's a country. Really?
2: I, I could There's have sworn city. it, was, it was, that's, that's I was, I was a city. That's I I was looking it up. And it, uh, what
0: is wrong with you two? <laughs> Sorry, I'm wearing Josh's hat. Read a book. I, my, oh,
2: callback. Excel does notice the, the massive comet of Space Doom and decides the only way to stop it is to use the great spaceship fanboy Atlas with a picture of Space Battleship Yamato. The only thing I recognize from Space Battleship Good Yamato. Good job! Yay! You do things! I know stuff! The non-invadery Poochus like this plan.
0: I know that from StarCraft. When they had a amount of guns on the space cruisers. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Nice little call to it.
2: So, yeah, very cool, very cool. Master Race Poochu monologues about taking over the Earth and then the universe when his underling informs them that the two spaceships from earlier, the Arcadia and the Queen Emeraldus Poochu Eyes, uh, appear right before them and stands between the Earth and the Comet of Doom.
1: That would be Terran from uh, Yamato, and he says, It is then, mein Fuhrer, the ones who we cannot say out loud, uh whose names we cannot say out loud, which is obviously a reference to, like, we're gonna get sued. Yeah, yeah, we,
2: <laughs> we can't cross-reference other people's works, even though it's all by and Matsumoto.
1: I thought you were going to say bilabial or something. Lazy
2: Matsumoto, the creator of both. Well, he's not lazy
1: at all, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He created all that anime.
2: L-E-I-J-I. Leiji.
1: My baloney has a first name. It's L-E-I-G-I. J. J. Right card. It's
0: an E. A- My hey baloney has a first name. It's H-O-M-E-R. My <laughs> baloney has a second name. It's, it's H-O-M-E-R. H-O-M-E-R. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we're back to the pentangle. crew. Cr- <laughs> <laughs> and they noticed. Pentangle. Pentangle. The... <laughs> Mongo. Pentangle. Mungo. Pentangle.
1: Penultimate. <laughs> Final deletion.
2: <laughs> well, they notice that Nero. <laughs> they they notice that both the uh, Arcadia and the Emeraldus have uh, have appeared, and the evil Poochu dude gloats about how he will uh, still win or some nonsense like that. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention because it's just it's epic. Meanwhile, Excel begins to reference her book with the instructions on the correct way to defeat the comet by firing a massive beam in the middle of it so that they somehow will win. Harchu and Puchu Emeraldus have a psychic conversation with sweeping and epic dialogue that makes me want to do them whenever I hear it. Okay,
1: you need your nerd voter okay. is getting a little out of hand right now. For once. Calm down. I know, for once. <laughs> it's, Come, him, it's out getting, of his hand for once. It, oh, God,
2: that's <laughs> terrible. They fire the lasers at the swirling comedy vortex of doom, and it dissipates... To reveal a massive space fortress of doom. Boner Town! <laughs> Back to the book, Excel lets everyone know it's time for hand-to-hand combat! Yay! It's Boner Boy! <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, I couldn't. I've got that up, don't worry.
2: Oh, hey, look! What? It's Municipal Force Titanza! They're oh, back! That's, Yay! That's why I
1: hate this episode. Well,
2: because they were gonna get Doc three months' salary if they didn't suit up.
1: And shocking, they don't do anything. And, and
2: we well, we get some pretty fun banter between the group, and, well, Iwata and Ropamatsu number two get bitch-slapped off the building by Matsuya, mainly because they annoyed her. Mm-hmm. Who's ready for a space battle? Whee! Yeah, the helping Poochers jump into their starfighters, Excel and Hyatt pilot a Poochu-themed RX-78 Gundam, and Excel busts out on her own monologues, going so far as to use epic dialogue of her own.
1: Yeah, she finally gets to do what Harlock's been doing this entire time, and, and, uh, Emeralda says, and, uh, there's a little mm. tiny bit in the dub, Stop it. Mm. Stop it. Stop it. Stop touching what? yourself. So- uh, you, you're like so- that professor I had who was so obsessed with Moby Dick that he would caress his nipples every time he brought it up. But anyway, um, that's a story for another time, folks. There's a bit of dialogue. <laughs> Don't look at me that way. It's really creepy. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. That has derailed me for a moment. Sorry.
1: So uh, before we see Excel in the mech from Mobile Suit Gundam... The RX-78. Yes. Um, she actually hums the first, like, second and a half of the theme song from Nadesco. She sings the first time. Dude, you're obsessed
2: half. with Nadesco. No one uh, else cares about
1: We're going to be reviewing Nadesco at some point. No one cares about Martian anime.
0: Successor. Nadesco. I do. I have no idea what's happening. Like, <laughs> well, I sat and messed with Transformers the whole time we watched this. Yeah. Because I had no idea what was happening or what. Bill, I I think you and I are
1: going to, for once, maybe be on the same page. You and I are not really on the same page ever on this podcast. But I think tonight we're going to be. This
0: was fucking awful.
1: Uh
2: Continue. Excel Excel does start bitching out at the crew and comments that she doesn't know how to pilot the suit. Uh, She'll figure it out. Seems like these uh, mobile suits usually have a really simple learning curve. So, we get an awesome space battle and it's really, really cool. Excel continues following the guidebook's advice when... (gasps) Charge
1: Yes, there's a Char reference. Is that the yellow mask guy? Yes. Oh. Char. So, what point did he play in this this episode? Aside from just being a reference, did he do anything? Because I don't remember. Well, him, did they, they, do they, they they be,
2: they start doing some back and forth banter, uh, all uh, Char and Amuro Ray from Mobile Suit Gundam about killing a woman that they both loved, and
1: you know, it's really awesome stuff. You, so, you need to watch it. Essentially, suit. this is kind of like I don't know what it's like. It's just awful.
2: So we have a very brief mecha fight between Char's uh, suit and, uh, and of course, the RX-78 Poochu. And, of course, Excel wins. Yay!
0: I wasn't kidding about this being a tough episode. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Bill. Bill? Apologies to the fans are listening to mostly Josh talk. I
1: know. I... Oh, ouch. Uh, <laughs> Bill, just just, think back to the glory days of Love, Puny, and Bowling Girls. Love, Puny, suck, too. What? Oh, you're... It's not as
0: bad as this. Oh, you're terrible. Boiling Girls is, is funny. Th- think of, think of Key, man. Think of Key. She was so terrible too. Oh,
2: so Excel gets inside the, the space fortress. Her Poochu Gundam gets shot down. She pops out and says, uh, "Hi, you go ahead. I'm going to go fight hand to hand. You stay safe and dead in here." She does that very well this and, episode. and runs off. Yes, Hi- Hyatt is very dead, mm-hmm. very unresponsive. So I'm assuming
1: that I'm it's gonna... maybe meant to be like Hyatt was given the job, the role to take on this task. And it's supposed to be, supposed to be Excel's shining moment of proving herself. That's kind of the, I think the shtick of it. Like she's supposed to prove that she can handle this. The
2: other person's incapacitated. But
1: she ends up destroying the city.
2: outside Outside of destroying a city. It does harken to a lot of these, a lot of those animes where there's like this one chosen character who's supposed to do this great thing, and happenstance or whatever, they're out of the picture or they become evil, and the least likely person saves the day.
1: Like Ultra Magnus being the chosen one to take the Matrix, but he's a douchebag, and then they give it to Rodimus. Right. Hot yes. Rod.
0: Hey. Hey. I woke up. Hey! hey. What's going on, Transformer Cast? Well, anyways, Lonely we have a.
2: Meets the we have a. Transform!
0: Way more interesting than this!
2: So we have a Poochu battle with a lot more character references. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm, really just... Yeah, we got, I, I didn't yeah, we, we got a Yuki
1: it. Mori, and then, like, the the blue-haired guy that I forgot his name. Yeah, all kinds of stuff from uh, Star
0: Blazers.
2: So, Excel survives. I had yakitori
0: for lunch the other day. What is yakitori? It's a uh, chicken that's on skewers and then grilled it. And, that sounds that's amazing. amazing. In that's the really... Japanese style. So, so like, it's, oh, that chicken actually... satay kind of thing? Kind of, yeah. Okay. See, I yep. never
2: knew the name of it. I, I just knew it was delicious.
0: And, and see, the, around here, you only get like the breast meat of the chicken when you get chicken yakitori right right in japan apparently they may have whole specialized yakitori places and one of the like things people do is go out with their co-workers and eat like the crazier parts of the chicken livers Mm. and hearts and gonads and rooster combs the jowls you can't eat a beak it's just bone but they'll take the rooster comb the the jowls okay yeah that thing and that thing and
1: Mm-hmm. I drill them
0: up and let them... I think they do the feet, too, because you can eat chicken feet. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: that, definitely. So,
0: like, they'll take the whole chicken cut, kind of break it all the way down and just make different skewers out of different parts of the chickens.
2: Yeah. So, Excel survives the battle and gets into the reactor room, like you're supposed to, and then she goes to a sure, character no. who says that, uh, because that they were presumed a cyborg in the dub version, yes. that he's going to self-destruct and blow up the uh, reactor, it's which... So true. Which I think it's hilarious, because I love the reference mm-hmm. there. Because, let's face it, dubs back then, if there was a character that was gonna die, they aren't human.
1: You motherfuckers, we're gonna blow you up. Because all the animations
2: for children.
1: And Bill is not having any of this. <laughs> so
2: the cyborg poochu makes some epic dialogue about Excel being like a little sister to him.
0: I know I've been quiet on the mic, but I've basically just been sitting here like my eyes and making jerk off motions.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's kind of distracting.
0: It, you know, it's it's not I don't really call them jerk off motions when you actually have your dick out. <laughs> he begins
2: he begins to set off I I'm method. B- the cyborg character sets off the uh, reactor and Excel get foes. So the fortress blows up and reveals an even larger battleship, just as Excel predicted. And uh, com- uh, consulting her book, Excel realizes that it's time to, for the epic sacrifice of, uh, by a kamikaze attack. The awesome poochus do their cool monologues, but are being interrupted and, by a piss-off Excel who constantly wants more camera time. And we get those cool last word moments uh, prior to the crash. You know, we start seeing all the different characters all saying all these epic things. And uh, the Emperor Poochu wants to shoot them down, but then he sees Hyatt, and we get a flashback montage of his youth with her. And Space Butler's there, too!
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure what the flashback was trying to get at. At first, I thought it was a reference to Nadesco, because I think there was a scene in Nadesco with the female pilot who had blue hair, kind of like Hyatt has blue hair, And she's on a planet that looks kind of similar, but I think it's a lazy Matsumoto reference. So I'm thinking thinking that Nadesco probably borrowed that scene from Matsumoto as well.
2: Yeah, it's more likely. So the two ships crash into the massive battleship. Kaboom! The fortress falls on F-City, and uh, the U.S. states that it's Japan's problem. That's (laughs) my
1: favorite line from the episode. It took all the way to the end of the episode to get one, but that's my favorite line in this one. That was my favorite line from the
0: whole episode. Was that? Oh, Cabba Poop.
2: <laughs> Cabba Poop tries to shoot it down, but we kind of know how that's going to end. I like the reference, though, from Mobile Suit Gundam when they drop the uh, colony onto Australia and blow it up. So the city goes kaboom. And so we get the final card. Episode two eighty two Invasion Mother Experiment, Major Failure.
1: But you skipped something. No, 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 no not that. Not that. What did I miss? Uh, When they're showing the lead-up to the explosion, you get the sweetest picture of Menchie just sleeping, and then he, then, then she dies.
0: Oh. We don't know if she dies. But there's
2: an explosive
1: explosion!
0: No, there's a bunch of light. Everything oh. turns yellow. It's a whiteout. Doesn't mean that she's blown up. But your next episode is like a an apocalyptic
2: barren wasteland. I miss Menchie. hey, 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 <laughs> hey. And she comes back. I, you know what? You know what? I, got, I, I think I have something that will make you feel better. What's that? We get a cut to the knobby hole.
1: Hey, hey! I love the knobby With hole. With
2: Nabashin's one, two, and three meditating under a waterfall. I was going to offer you some teriyaki menchi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the knobby hole doesn't
2: make that better. When Nabashin Prime wakes up and realizes that he has the name of a new lethal technique.
1: Yes. Yes, fans. Don't forget. There is still an actual plot going on. And that's it! Episode 22,
2: Invasion Mother. All right, all right. Josh, get yours out of the way. Dude, I love this episode. I think, I'm pretty sure it's in my top five. I love it because I'm a huge fan of space operas and the epic space dramas. Being a huge fan of Star Wars, especially. it, Seeing references to Leiji Matsumoto's work, which are fantastic. Even though, yes, honestly, I've never really seen Space Battleship Yamato. I've always wanted to. I still thought it was a lot of fun, and yes, I was lost in a lot of references, but I didn't care, because I thought it was a fun episode. It was very enjoyable. Uh, some of the subversive humors, like this time a good shot at the United States for their dubbing practices back in the uh, late, uh, you know, back in the 80s, that, oh, character died. Well, they're not a human character, especially ones mm-hmm. with bombs in his body. Right. I thought that was brilliant. It's up there. It really is, and I'm really, really really fond of it. And I think it's a better space episode than episode two. Give me my hat. Okay.
1: Ah! Uh, no, I disagree on everything, almost. Um The only thing I agree with you on is that the references to Leiji Matsumoto's work was really fantastic. I enjoyed those touches. The problem was they didn't serve anything in this episode. The only thing it served, really, was to finally give us the destruction of the F-City. That being done not by Excel, but still kind of by Excel is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, sh- her whole thing was to take over the city but if we go back in the series and we look at the destruction of the city really was his goal i mean he had all these bombs and different like contraptions and things to just kind of fry and destroy the city but seeing where the series goes after this it's interesting to think like you know excel actually did what she meant to do but as we'll see in the later episodes it doesn't really work out in her favor
2: right right i mean it does so in in your opinion the one thing that it does do is the one thing that has been absent in almost every episode it pushes the actual over, it progresses the overall
1: plot. plot of the story, which it hasn't been hasn't happened in a long while. Yes. So I'm very happy about that. Aside from that, we Bill and I talked about this on episode twenty one, uh when we had we really looked in kind of a much deeper level on the whole Japanese culture and the references being made to this uh visual type, you know, music, this visual style. Oh yes, yes. Um, I remember the, talking about that. Yeah. So this that whole thing took a lot of extra knowledge to really understand it. I hated that episode. I don't hate episode 21 as much as I used to. It's not a great episode, but I appreciate it a lot more. Mm -hmm. This episode does a lot of the same thing, except I don't feel like it really... Yeah, I don't think it was done that well. I think that if you're a fan of Matsumoto's work and you're a fan of Yamato, you're going to get the references, but I don't think it particularly did it in a engaging or fun way. So that's that's my thoughts, Bill. What are your thoughts?
0: It's Josh done talking.
1: Oh, I think he is.
0: Good. <laughs> he, he's. We've
1: gotten our right. idea. What did you think of the episode?
0: It fucking sucked. Yeah, it was so uninteresting. Yeah, it was half recap, half shit. I don't care about or know about. Mm-hmm.
1: So nothing happened. So
0: okay, so if you were to
1: rewrite, re-script this episode, where all you were told is, "Hey, this is the point in the plot where we need to get." to the destruction of the city do you have an idea of how to do that without completely pushing uh basically essentially what this episode amounts to in my opinion is it's a love letter in a way to to matsumoto how would you how would you go about it then if you you could rewrite this how would you go about it godzilla godzilla so excel doesn't do it at all just godzilla shows up and they they
0: fight the the big robo panda (laughs) they like they had one poochuzilla
2: Oh my god! <sighs> That'd be
0: cool, actually. And then they go; they bring an oxygen destroyer. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Except maybe it's like a like a methane destroyer, and it's a fart joke. So essentially, if they do one big fart joke, then it's good, right?
1: Okay, fair enough.
2: It, I, I don't, also, also I, Godzilla.
1: I don't just dis- I don't disagree with you. Godzilla. Tell me, my episode's not better. I, it is.
0: Go ahead, Josh.
2: Actually, I think you guys just just sparked a thought, and yeah, you guys Keeps with your the methane. Uh, Okay, (laughs) crystallized a a thought. How's that? With your guys' not caring for the references and all Mm -hmm. that, I think that's the joke as well. When there are animes or other shows that rely heavily on referencing other works or even taking ideas from other works.
1: That could be, but make that argument about Excel overall, though. That is the anime of Excel. But
2: Excel is literally going by the numbers, by page by page of a book that's plotting out this type True. of anime. This is the one thing we're going to do, big big weapon attack. Well, then we have the big ground battle. Then we've got this big sacrifice, or then we've got this big moment where we blow the big thing up and then there's a bigger thing and then we all sacrifice ourselves for the good of everyone.
1: Okay, fair enough. That That is fair. Um, because, yeah, I mean, literally at one point she is pulling from the playbook. You're right. Yeah. So
2: I think it's a lot smarter episode. But I can see where you guys don't like it. Especially... You don't follow the references. This especially is an anime, anime episode, and I can see Bill being completely lost by it.
1: Go check out questendnetwork.com, the home of the Questionable Endeavor Network. Uh, we actually posted that article we talked about, uh, the my top five um, most interesting villains. And actually, now that I think about it, we can talk about some of the comments that I got uh, about that particular article. So the article on the Questionable Endeavor Network uh, is part of my series, the Tuesday Top 5, where hopefully every Tuesday uh, I'm going to try to post a new Top 5. I did one with uh, classic SummerSlam matches. I did this one for the most interesting anime villains. And uh, if you want more information on my list, definitely go check that out the Quest.net network. Uh, We had a couple people comment on the article. Jason Valletta said uh, Griffin from Berserk would be one of his favorites, which is actually kind of cool. Not one of my top five, but still an interesting villain,
2: Griffin is a fantastic villain.
1: Uh, I think uh our buddy Zach actually had made a comment about how uh he was really excited to see Vegeta uh, on the list and how Vegeta would probably be his number one most interesting villain. that makes sense,
2: yeah, I mean, he I will tell you he made my top five, and then my friend uh Jesse Roughcorn just flat out said that. He was on point with listing Nephrite and Ashram in their respective places.
1: Yes. And if you want to know where those respective places are in that top five, definitely check that out. And a guy named Bill, uh, said, I was into, to Regency from Vampire Hunter D. I don't know who this Bill guy is. Regency. Oh, Regency. Sorry. Sorry, Regency. It's been a long time since I've seen Vampire Hunter D as it, as it I, shows I, I th- right there. Actually,
2: it's, uh, I think it's, uh, actually been pronounced, uh, Ragansai.
1: Ragansai. Or well, is Regency from what I knew? Yeah, yeah. All right. So that does it, guys. That is episode 22 of Excel Saga. And uh we're going Invasion gonna... Mother. Invasion Mother. And uh tune in next week for episode 23. And it's going to be an interesting one because episode 23, if I remember correctly, is the is is that the all serious one or is that the next one? That's I think the, it's the next that's one. The, that's the next one. So that's the next one. Yeah, okay. that's yeah, the next one. That's episode 24. the
0: next one is the 5th of the North Star one That's
1: right. It's a little, mm. bit, little bit Fist of the North Star, a little bit trigun, a little bit, yeah. you know, of that sort of apocalyptic sort of world. Uh, and that is Legend of the End of the Century Conqueror.
2: Yeah, baby!
0: Oh, Bill, take us out, my friend. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three space pirates in their 30s talk about anime. Apparently my flashbacks have commercials. I think it's more just the fact that, like, I just long for
1: those
2: days without work. My name is Andy. I'm a whole lot bigger than Excel thought I'd be. Which is not really saying a lot. I'm Josh.
0: And I'm not joking. I'm really surly. I'm going to watch something else. Oh, hey! I did buy
1: on uh, DVD a copy of Wizards. That'd be a cool one we could Ooh. we could review.
2: Ooh, some old Ralph Bakshi.
1: Yeah, that it's How it's vi-
2: yeah. kind of
1: anime-ish. I mean, inspired in some ways. It's got that kind of view, that kind of look. I mean, it's that weird, that was, twisted sort of animation. I that mean, was,
2: that was Bakshi's work, and that was 1979. People didn't know what anime was. Yeah, back Yeah, but
1: still, it's still kind of cool, edgy street, animation.
2: Street, you know, they thought it was Speed Racer and uh, Astro Boy. Still, yeah, still,
1: that's true. But still, a very edgy. <laughs> Animation oh, very, it, it, very it would cool. fit the theme, I think, of some oh, yeah. of the stuff that kind of fits well, in anime. So. I've
2: got the uh, complete uh, Berserk, the Golden Age arc uh, trilogy. Ooh, that could be it's fun, really too. Fantastic. Are you talking about the animator
0: did, like, the old Hobbit?
2: No, that's Rankin-Bass. Okay,
0: Rankin-Bass. I was mm-hmm. going to say, ba- that doesn't sound right, but yeah. then I have no idea what Batshe is.
2: Uh, she did uh, not the Hobbit, but the animated Lord of the Rings. I didn't see it. Okay. Yeah, I, ha- uh, I have he's that. He's also known for the very perverted film Fritz the Cat. Oh, furries. Aware of it. And yeah. uh, there was also American Pop, uh, Wizards, which is one of my father's favorite movies. Don't know movies. either
0: one. Until next time.
1: Bye bye Later. Fuck. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. To find out more about the show, visit TuningJapanese.com. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tuning Japanese. On Twitter at Japanese and Tumblr at tuningjapanese.tumblr.com. You can also send us any questions, suggestions, or feedback by emailing the show at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Be sure to also leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Tuning Japanese is a part of the Questionable Endeavor Media Network. Visit QuestNnetwork.com for more information on our other podcasts in this network, including the Shadowbane Podcast, Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, and the Geek and Gamer Guild. Impact Zone, F-City, F-Prefecture! Uh, that's Japan's problem. You dumbass! What are we supposed to do about that? Even with my powers, I believe it is virtually impossible.
2: Time to run? Off, Off
1: we, we go!
0: go! Retreat is
2: not an
1: option! oh cop poop